Hey everyone, and welcome back to the 41st episode of Sadie Spills the Tea. Yes, it is later on a Thursday, and I just, oh my gosh, it's a Tuesday. That just explains everything, you know what I mean? Appreciate you guys just um, bearing with me for our time change, schedule change, whatever. Life's just throwing shit our way, and um, we're just rolling with the punches. So appreciate you guys all um, rolling with me. We have um, what I'm calling kind of a sports-heavy episode. There has been a lot of sports news that's gone down um, in the past week. Yes, we did not have another episode on Friday because we got last week's out on Wednesday due to technical difficulties, and there honestly wasn't a whole lot that came out, you know, within that 48-hour span. So here we are, coming to you live with uh, a lot of sports info. Um, Need to give one shout-out before we even dive in. Um, to my best friend Teej, she gave birth a few weeks ago to her baby girl. Her name is Hattie Jane Harlan. She's making her podcast debut. Um, Hattie was born a few weeks ago, but now that she is out in the world and um, you know on Instagram and whatnot, I can say congratulations to Teej. Emma and I are officially aunties. No, she's not my sister, but she basically is, and I'm just so fucking excited. I can't wait to meet Hattie in the flesh instead of FaceTime and just be able to soak all that newborn baby goodness up. So. So happy for Teach. Um, other than that, you know, we're just one of those seasons of life where you're paying rent in one place and you don't live there type of thing. We're just back and forth and summer's ending, but things are just picking up. And so just appreciate the flexibility. Alrighty, let's dive into some sports news. We got to start with the Olympics um, because they're almost over, unfortunately. And what a highlight of the year, of the season, of August, etc. Um U.S. is doing really well. We, uh, we're we kind of cleaning up on this last week here. So um, we've had the whole back and forth last week. We talked about the women's gymnastics team, about Simone Biles, how she stepped down for a couple of the events due to her mental health and how important that is and how much we respect, appreciate, and value this conversation that she's bringing up um, into society, into the world. Now, this is a global conversation that everyone's having surrounding mental health, and that's thanks to Simone. So um Simone actually did participate in the balance beam. Um, the whole Olympic time schedule is like so whack. So I want to say it was today, but it was probably last night. Anyway, Simone participated in the balance beam and she took bronze. She got a fucking medal. She pulled her shit together, you know, in the sense of like, all right, she had the weekend to kind of recover mentally, do her thing, get back into a groove, you know. What do they say? It's like, you know, TLC, you take your vitamins, you get some sunshine, you get a little sweat in, drink your water, maybe a little therapy sesh, whatever that looks like for you. We're so happy that she went on the balance beam, got us a bronze medal because we're adding that to the tally. So Simone did that. Um, Michaela Skinner, she got a silver in the vault. Jade Carey won a gold medal on the floor. And then Sunni Lee wins gold, silver and bronze and a plethora of events, Um, and just, like, really bringing it home for the U.S. Olympic team. They had so much fucking pressure weighing on them with Simone stepping down, and then all of these girls having to step up for events that they weren't necessarily feeling they were the most fabulous at, but they somehow qualified, and they did, and now we have all these medals. So go USA Gymnastics. Fuck all the haters and anyone that said we couldn't do it because your girls are walking away with a lot of medals, okay? So never doubt the Olympians. We also, our U.S., um, obviously U.S., but our women's cycling team took home bronze this morning or yesterday. Um, We got a gold in discus. We also got a gold in the 100 hurdles women's. Yes, these are all females that are bringing it home for our country. Um, And then USA basketball men's, a.k.a. Devin Booker, they won last night as well as the women's water polo team. Um, women's water polo, men's basketball, they're still in some qualifying semifinal type rounds. We haven't actually made it to the medals at all yet. But things are really exciting for the U.S. Olympic team here. 
Um, again, would love to know like what the skins are feeling like, you know, heading into week two or wrapping up week two of the Olympics. Like, are they still holding up? Is Kim's material great? Just like the, you know, little logistics. Also, I saw a killer video that I'm pretty sure was on TikTok and it's basically just like behind the scenes of Olympic Village. If you're not on TikTok, maybe I can find it and post it on the Instagram. It's so intriguing um, just to be able to watch like the amount of, I, I keep calling them handlers and I know that's not the right terminology and I'm so sorry if that offends anyone. Um, the people that like after, for instance, Caleb Dressel, he gets out of the pool and like, you know, he has the people waiting for his clothes and they walk into the pool to like warm down. And then after that, then someone guides him to the metal stand. And then from there, they put their other clothes on. There's just like so many logistics. I was telling him the other night, like, I would love to be a logistics person at the Olympics. Like how cool. Um, also side note, my uncle, um, my family in Vancouver, they used to live in Olympic Village, um, where the Vancouver games were back in who knows when. Anyway, their whole like town is set up like that. There's all the buildings and the elevators and they had all the food stands and, you know, the, the drink stands and just like random things. It was, it's so fascinating. There's so many logistics that I would love to know about the Olympics. And if anyone honestly does has any articles, videos, please let me know because the behind the, behind the scenes of that, just like behind the scenes of things in general, you know, is kind of my bread and butter. So that's my tangent on the Olympics. Um, we also had some major NBA drama stuff that went down um within the last couple of days so the lakers um they acquired russell westbrook which is a huge name for lebron and anthony davis on the current laker team right they got rid of kyle kuzma and some other people that i i don't know there's so many sports news that's going on right now i'm trying to keep track of all the names and all of the different sports that they're in you know and kuzma's the only one that i uh, remember it so kuzma's gone russell westbrook is in um huge for lebron Today, actually just like a few hours ago, Carmelo Anthony just signed a one-year deal also to the Lakers. So now we have Carmelo, we have Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, like kind of an old team. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. These are all guys in the, you know, the fourth quarter, fourth chapter of their um, basketball career. And now they're all on one team, obviously trying to stack the Lakers. LeBron's pissed that the Phoenix Sun beat him um, in the Western Conference Finals and they didn't advance. So LeBron's like, we're stacking my team. I got to get another ring. I thought I was going back to back with the Lakers. We didn't. Anyway, so happy for the Suns again, still, <laughs> that they beat the Lakers. I'm just going to go back to this. It's the Devin Booker show that we're back on. Got to see him bounce the ball a few times last night. It was great. I missed him. Anyway, moving on now. Okay, so that was the big NBA news. The Lakers acquired all these people. Now, there was also an insane MLB trade. So postseason baseball doesn't typically start for, you know, another month or so. It's like actually two months, like typically October. But there's the MLB trade deadline that just happened um, a few days ago. And that's obviously when all of the MLB teams have to finalize their roster before they head into the postseason. Um, so with that being said, my agent um, decided to write up a little spiel for me so I don't butcher this. So here is all of the trades that have gone down in the MLB. Okay, so starting with the Cubs, um, the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. It was a huge highlight for the Terry family because if we're not rooting for the Dodgers, we really, really, really love us some Cubs. So um, the basically the foundation of the 2016 World Series team for the Cubs is completely gone. Basically, the Cubs got dismantled in the last few hours, few days, but you know what I mean? It was very, very recent. It was actually like last Friday, I think. So Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs, has now gone to the Yankees. Javier Baez, from the Cubs, is now on the Mets. Chris Bryant, 
from the Cubs is now on the Giants. Now, all three of those players, this is like the huge fact, all three of those players hit home runs in their debut with their new teams. So over the weekend, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Chris Bryant, they all scored home runs with their new team, which is like iconic. That's That was a huge stat, huge fact, hasn't happened in a million years, but like right on them. So cool. Anyway, so um, the Cubs also traded the, arguably the top closer of the trade market across town to the White Sox. Craig Kimball is his name. Um, and now they have one of the best bullpens in baseball because uh, the Cubs traded Craig Kimball to the White Sox. So go White Sox, I guess. Um, also, the Dodgers made a splash trading a slew of their top, top prospects for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. That was huge, huge, huge news in the Dodger fan world. We acquired Max Scherzer, who was a top-notch, phenomenal pitcher, and then Trey Turner. But we had to give up a fuck ton of prospects, of picks for future rounds, basically. Draft picks and just, like kind of just shot ourselves in the foot there. We didn't. We're so happy with Max Scherzer. Um, But tonight we played the Astros um, in Houston and we're a little nervous. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. My dad texted me this morning and was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. And I was like, way to put me in a tizzy at 9am and we have a full day through. So the Dodgers got um, Max Scherzer, who's going to be honestly the creme de la creme to the Dodgers Um, with him, with Poolhouse, like I'm I'm really happy with the Dodgers lineup right now. So we just really need to win some fucking games now that we have Trey Turner and uh, Max Scherzer. Anyway, that was the Dodger um, rundown of the trade. And then also the Lankies loaded up on a left-handed power hitting Rizzo, but also got Joey Gallo from the Rangers. That was the last note. So um, if you have any issues with MLB trade talk, um, please hit up my agent. I'm just reading on the facts. So thank you so much for tuning into that. So that's really the MLB trade situation that was going down. That is what we have for our sports news. Lastly, before we just jump right out of that, um, there's going to be a new movie. Yes, this is my segue into pop culture from the sports, but it's called King Richard. It's going to be a biopic of Richard Williams, aka Serena and Venus's dad. Will Smith is going to be playing Richard Williams. Um, and there's previews out and about on TV during the Olympics, etc. It's, it's a literally a doc about the girls, you know, starting at a young age and what he had to do with their tennis careers and watching that entire story kind of unfold. It's going to be on HBO Max on November 19th. Um, In my eyes, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's coming. Perfect timing, close to Thanksgiving. What a great family thing to be able to sit down and watch. Yes, we are one of those big families that like saves movies, shows, like a series, a doc to be able to watch together um, if it's released during Thanksgiving and Christmas. We love that. It's like, what else are you doing? Sitting on this huge couch with my family, with the fire crackling on the TV. Okay, it's still summer. We're not going to get into fall yet. But November 19th, you can catch that. Okay, so let's go into pop culture now that we've covered all the sports. Um, shout out to Steph and Aisha Curry for celebrating 10 years of marriage this past weekend. I feel like I remember pictures of them but like we absolutely didn't know Steph when he got married 10 years ago so I'm not gonna act like we did apparently I'm making things up so happy 10 years to them we love that um so there was a love is blind reunion that has gone down on Netflix now in full transparency I haven't watched it um my girl Tessa did the dirty work for us um watched it gave us her thoughts and to be perfectly honest with you I don't feel like I missed anything so thank you Tessa Um, so obviously Love is Blind was one of those shows that came out 
I want to say it came out even before quarantine happened in the very beginning of 2020, because um, I'm picturing the swivel team and I discussing it in the office, who we liked, who we didn't, who we thought was crazy, etc. Anyway, there's a Love is Blind reunion because apparently they thought we needed one. Honestly, like I'm so past that. That was what feels like so long ago. But if you did care, here's the gist. Um, Amber and Barnett are still together, crazier than ever, um, fully living together, married, did the whole thing. Um, then we had crazy Jessica, who was with the guy Mark, and she wouldn't stop talking about their age difference, right? The blonde, psycho. Um, apparently at the reunion, Jessica brought a one-year anniversary gift to bring to Amber and Barnett, and Amber basically chewed her head off and said, no, we don't want it because, you know, you were kind of linked to Barnett um, at one point during the process. Okay, let's time out there. That was literally two and a half years ago at this point now. Like, you can't accept a fucking gift. Like, what if it was nice? Come on. I don't know, Amber. Like, whatever. Jessica was there, crazier than ever. Um, Mark was there too. He has a pregnant girlfriend now. Um, apparently he dated the girl named LC after the show, but then was cheating on LC with the pregnant girlfriend and it got a little messy. And then of course we had Damien and Gianna. Um, Damien was the redhead and Gianna was the like kind of Russian princess with the big blonde hair. Um, anyway, apparently they are still dating, but they're not living together, but he also was kind of dating Francesca from Too Hot to Handle Season 1, who was linked with Harry, and then he said they're just friends, but then he actually brought her to the reunion, um, and that's the gist of what that, what I got from that, so if you have questions, um, I'd be happy to ask Tessa, and we can move forward with that, so that is Love is Blind, um, reunion. Also, um... What else did we uh, go through? We also learned that Lizzo um, is squashing a lot of rumors. Somehow there became this huge rumor that basically went around on TikTok um, that Lizzo did a stage dive at a concert and she killed a fan. Lizzo would like to clear the air. Um, and in her words, bitch, I'm big, but I'm not that big. Lizzo didn't fucking kill a fan at a concert? Like, who has that much time on their hands to make that shit up and like have that go viral and Lizzo have to come out and be like, what the hell? Like, no, that didn't happen. So she wants everyone to know that she would love to stage drive. In fact, thinks it's really fucking cool, but she hasn't, doesn't plan on it. And especially after that comment, she's like, well, what the fuck? So kind of love that. Bitch, I'm big. I'm not that big. Like, let me live my life and stop spreading fucking rumors that I'm killing people at concerts because that is like such a heavy allegation, especially as a performer and like as these artists are cranking out new music, hopefully, so that they can go on tour. Like, what the fuck? That's so heavy. So just so everyone is, you know, on the same page. That didn't fucking happen. It was. Okay, lastly, we got a little uh, Legally Blonde 3 news. Not that anyone gives a fuck, but Mindy Kaling is actually uh, the one that's writing the script for it. Um, she's been running through the first draft with Reese. They Reese is really into it, I guess. They really love it. Um, they're trying to capture the bend and snap and make sure that everything is, like, to the T of what the first and second were. Um, and Jennifer Coolidge is still going to be in it and play Paulette, which was a huge thing, right? She's obviously the one that is at the nail salon and falls in love with the UPS man. And Jennifer Coolidge is just like a staple in like fabulous cinema, AKA Cinderella story. Hello. And she gets out of that fake tanning bed. Oh my God. It's iconic. Anyway, she's going to be in it. She's going to be Paulette. Um, Reese is really into season, into this adaptation of Legally Bond 3 and Mindy Kaling's going to write it. So hopefully it's going to be funny and keep our attention and maybe we'll actually want to go and see it. All right, before we segue into Bravo Batch Kardash, um, little TV news, I just wanted to add it in here. Um, I watched The Prince, which is Gary Gennetti's, um animated show on HBO Max about Prince George. It's literally an animation from Prince George's perspective. Prince George is a 
Um, what is the correct word to describe George? He is a very flamboyant, privileged, um, person in the royal family, and it's hilarious. It's from his perspective. Um, he basically talks shit on Megan. He, you know, talks shit. He literally cannot stand his sister Charlotte. We have the housewives come in all of a sudden because Megan's randomly going to be on Housewives of Beverly Hills, and we get, like, a little Erica James, Kyle Richards, the Sabrina action. It's fabulous. If you are a Housewives fan at all, these jokes go so fucking deep, you're going to be laughing out loud. And even if you're not a Housewives fan, Prince George is fucking hilarious if you just like to laugh. Um, Gary Janetti does an incredible job, and the voices for the entire cast are, honestly, chef's kiss. So, definitely go check out Prince. Um, also started watching F-Boy Island, the new show that's on HBO Max, that was the spinoff from um, the producer, Elon Gale, who used to be a producer on The Bachelor. He has his new show on HBO Max, and it didn't really hold my attention, gonna be honest. There was only three episodes, and maybe it's because love is, I mean, love is blind, Jesus Christ. Maybe it's because Love Island is just, like, the front runner in my life right now, but Fuckboy Island didn't do anything for me, so if you watch it and you have other thoughts, please let me know. Yes, with that being said, Love Island is the most premium content on TV right now. I'm telling you guys, the UK version obviously is available on Hulu, so is the US version. US version is also live Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday nights um, on CBS, 8 p.m. for me. Fabulous, fabulous TV. You can vote. You're watching all these love triangles. If you thought Temptation Island was good, jokes on all of us because Love Island is where it's at. It's basically like everyone's ideal version of The Bachelor, just straight up. If you like The Bachelor, go check out Love Island. You're going to be like, why the fuck do I tune into ABC? So speaking of The Bachelor, um, anyone that's a Bachelor fan should be really proud of me. Ham's mom is very proud of me because I watched my first full episode last night. It was Hometowns, which I got a few texts like, are you watching Hometowns tonight? And I was like, well, tonight would be a great place to start watching. So we did. I watched, um, I suffered through the entire two hours of it. And my moral is this. If you don't want to hear a spoiler about hometowns, please skip. Give me a minute and we'll skip through it. Um, Greg sucks. Just that's the end of that story. He sucks. He gaslighted the shit out of Katie. He doesn't deserve her. He's an actor. Fuck Greg. That's that. Um, We learned nothing about Justin in his hometown except for the fact that his parents didn't want to quarantine and they didn't want to come. They thought it was too fast. And then his friends came and we learned Jack about Justin. Um, And Blake. Blake Moines, which I've been saying the beginning y'all Blake takes all that's where my where my uh fate lies that's where I think the direction's headed and if you don't think it's headed to Blake like are we watching the same show because after last night Blake is the only possibility um apparently next week's the finale thank god it feels like this has been dragging out forever and then paradise starts yahoo um so speaking of new things right Katie and Tasha are officially the hosts of Michelle's season I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks but the press release just came out and boom you heard it here first um also in bachelor news uh claire and dale celebrated their one year anniversary and if i'm being honest with you i was pretty fucking mind blown i read this little caption that they both posted like oh one year we met blah 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 what a year trials tribulations roller coasters all that crap y'all i can't believe they've lasted a year i'm just gonna be straight up but happy anniversary to them and then of course happy anniversary to zach and tisha their caption post instagram the entire thing was so fucking darling i was like oh pour one out you guys are goals that's how i feel about the bachelor um, was not a new 
Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode last week, there honestly has not been that much Bravo news, um, except for the fact that Nicki Minaj is potentially going to host the Potomac reunion. Um, If you are looking for a new show to start and you're dabbling, you've already dabbled in the Housewives, Potomac is where it's at. My girl Laura has started from the beginning. Um, I'm actively trying to make my way through season four so I can hop on five and six. Potomac is so fucking good. Um, And we saw Rihanna obviously get on um, Ramona Singer's Instagram the other day last week um and it was you know squawking a little bit and then the next day Nicki Minaj fires off and she's here for Potomac so like we'd love the celebs getting involved in Housewives like Andy bring them out we would literally love that don't know what's gonna happen don't know if Andy would actually give up control but it's okay because like the theory the thought we love that Nicki Minaj is invested it's like back to my theme of celebs are just like us Nicki Minaj fucking loves to sit down and you know get baked and watch her one hour Housewives every week we love that for Nicki Okay, moving on. Lastly, we have the Kardashians. Um, Not a lot has gone down except for the fact that Kylie's still pregnant. I'm telling you guys, I got a few texts. People are like, you really think it? I'm like, I really fucking think it. And here is why my my, uh, cherry on top for this week's episode. Um, Kylie's assistant has been on vacation. Um, Her name's McGuire and she's been basically in her hometowns. Um, I don't know where that is. I don't know which one's her hometown, but she's been in Wisconsin, Oklahoma, and Texas for the last few weeks, just roaming around with family. She had like, her mom had like a store opening. She's been posting all these like things with her old BFFs from high school and their birthdays and all that crap. Anyway, read this whole thread, went down a rabbit hole, essentially like if Kylie's out and about, Kylie's assistant needs to be out and about doing things for Kylie. And the only way that Kylie's assistant has been gone and on this vacation and spending all this time with her family for the last few weeks is because Kylie hasn't left the house. Kylie isn't leaving the house. Kylie doesn't have any events. Kylie's just painting her nails similar colors every few weeks to try and convince us that she's changed. Um, and then releasing like her all these like birthday bullshit, like cosmetic collections and all that shit. Okay. Kylie's pregnant. You heard it here again first. Okay. Um, I listened to a podcast with Chris Jenner on it. It was Aaron and Sarah Foster's podcast. I want to say it's like something funny called like your first podcast. Anyway, those two are just icons themselves. If you don't know who Aaron and Sarah Foster are, go follow them on Instagram. They're so fucking funny. Specifically Aaron. Um, that's okay. Ryan Metz and I always joke that like she would be the Aaron, I would be the Sarah of the duo, and I've always loved her for that. So go listen to the podcast with Chris Jenner. Basically, one hilarious takeaway that I just want to mention to you guys is that when they were in high school, um, Kim basically had a full face of makeup because she was really into that and she was like almost allowed to do makeup at that age. And Aaron walked in and was like, Kim, oh my God, your skin looks so good. What kind of foundation are you wearing? And Kim legit like showed her the exact foundation in the shade. Aaron goes to the fucking CVS, picks up that foundation in that exact shade, puts it on her face and was like, why the fuck don't I look like Kim? Um, hilarious never heard of color matching. It was obviously back in the day, but Kim was setting trends like, you know, when she was 16, even before that. So we love that. And we love to hear that they're nice girls. And basically that Aaron and Sarah just had a lot of really kind things to say about Courtney, Chloe, and Kim. And we love that for us. So that's really what I got um, in this episode of Sadie Spills the Tea. Again, questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, hit me up. Let's make this interactive. All right. Hope you guys are having a fabulous day and uh, I'll see you later this week for another episode of Sadie Spills the Tea.